Um. You got your podcasting pants on? Yeah, I do. And just, you know, it's been a weird evening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Drunk Fans. Um. It's been a weird night here in Boston. Gab, what are you drinking? Boston Strong. Um, I stopped by the grocery store on my way home because I realized I actually don't have any beer in the house. And I didn't feel like getting wine drunk tonight or whiskey drunk. Um, so I stopped at the grocery store and uh, all the beer was about uh, eight bucks a six pack. And so I wandered down the, the aisle a little bit and found some Sam Adams. Um, and I thought, how appropriate. That's that's appropriate for today. So right now I am drinking a Sam Adams Cold Snap. It's their seasonal brew, um, which is my uh, my way of pouring one out for Boston. They still have Cold Snap over there. They're selling Sam Summer here by now. Well, the, I got a Cold Snap. I got four of them and two uh, lagers. Oh, okay. What are you drinking? Oh, I had like a shot of vodka earlier. That's all you're drinking? Maybe. Look, uh, weird stuff's going on in Boston tonight, and I'm coping with it the only way I know how, by drinking in in amateurish, inadvisable ways. NWSL, week one. NWSL, uh, week one. Dun, dun, dun. We're just going to not talk about Boston. Can we go in order of matches, and then we might run out of time for that last match that happened? Sure. Yes, great. So um, the first inaugural... game that kicked off was freaking Kansas City and uh, Sky Blue. Sky Blue, yeah. Um, I watched that I one actually yesterday. Watch oh, did you? Yeah. How was it? Um, it was it it was a little slow. Um, I I think that can be said for the two games that I watched this weekend, which were uh, Portland da and Port Portland Dash, yeah, uh, Portland and Houston. And uh, Kansas City and New Jersey. Um, the the KC, FC KC, SB FC uh, game. Um, I I was watching as as kind of a scouting uh, for uh -huh. because the Thorns are playing Sky Blue this weekend. And oh my God, Ford is a fucking bulldozer. And we don't Caitlin have Ford? yeah, and we don't have our yeah. dozer. I heard uh, Sophie Schmidt managed to fall in that game at least once yeah. in typical Schmidtian style. Yeah, I don't think it was anything like highlightable. Um, uh -huh. it, was, it was always kind of off to the side. She uh, she was a workhorse in that midfield, though. Um, the thorns she usually are, is. Yeah, the Thorns are going to have quite the quite the time trying to neutralize her. And uh, Kelly O'Hara is making a lot of runs up that right side. Yeah, the right side. Um Every once in a while, you know, she'd come streaking up, and I was like, "Whoa, where did she even come from?" But uh, yeah, I thought overall it was a it it was it was kind of slow because you know we're just getting started. I'm looking at the the game statistics, and the scoreline kind of is lying a little bit about the actual game because um, final shots FC Casey had 14, Sky Blue had five shots total. Yeah. Um, FC Kansas City had five corners. Sky Blue had two. So, yeah. the the oh, sky uh, The Sky Blue goal was like right after um, the second half started, like within the first couple minutes of the second half starting. And I think it was legit, just one of those like 
they kind of caught – I mean, it was it was similar to the Portland goal in that, you know, you just kind of catch the defense sleeping a little bit. Amy Rodriguez had six of those shots, six out of FCKC's 14. And she scored the goal. So, And she scored the goal, first goal of the season. You know, it's – um. It's it's nice to see A-Rod back. I don't know if she's in form yet. Like, one game is not enough to tell, and I'm not really sure her national team game or performances were enough to judge by, because she was always getting subbed in, right? Yeah. Um, in national team games? Yeah. Uh... She'd come in for, like, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah, I thought she started one game. Um, maybe an Algarve match? Yeah, but but we all know how how right. that turned out. Algarve is not going to be used as a representative sample of any player, like heads anybody who played in Algarve. Heads will You just kind of have to like. Heads will roll on the floor. There, it's an it's like a an outlier. You just kind of have to eliminate it from your data. <laughs> it's going to be so important um, moving forward, though. So yeah, important it is. It's well, it's like partially informing everything that's happening now so it's yeah that, but to come back to a -Rod, yeah yeah let's let's stick with nwsl a rod is one of those players who even when her performance isn't doing particularly well i'm, I'm still irrationally fond of her you know how it is like you, you just find these players and you like them even even if their game just goes to total shit yeah she's a hard worker she's a workhorse um her goal was really weird, uh, and maybe it was like camera angles or something like that, but um, the ball popped out to the top of the box, and uh -huh. I think she hit it with her left foot, and it was like Lloyd didn't even know the ball was struck, and it just yeah. like, it, it like slow rolled into, like, toward the post and into the side netting. I, I did see a replay of the goal, and it looked like Jill thought the ball was going wide. Yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing. I was like, did it really have a curl? Like, it wasn't really going fast enough to have, have a curl no, to it. It's it's like, did Jill, did you have something in your eye? What? <laughs> did you know the game was actually being played? I don't know, dude. I don't know. But she yeah. won't be making that mistake again. That is oh, no show. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was interesting to me that one ended in a draw and that one ended only one one. Um, mm -hmm. Kansas City like Cheney had or Holiday had a number of really good looks at goal. Um, they they uh, it was a really physical match. Um, that's the other thing I'll say about that one. I actually I think both both of the Saturday games Saturday games were really physical. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, Portland Houston was de yeah, definitely physical. Just from what I heard of both games, it sounds like Portland Houston was way more physical than Kansas City and Sky Blue. Yeah, I, yeah, no? <laughs> yeah. I I I think I think that You're just sitting there, little hedgehog head nodding, bobbing up and down. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's probably a fair assessment. Um, I mean, <laughs> what? Just Ella Master versus Anger alone. Oh my god. Those two, Sink versus Edwards? Yeah. Like, that yeah. was that was a battle. Um, Did that particularly hurt as a Thorns fan? Um, no, uh, because uh, uh, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, okay. 
the the thing that would have hurt had Edwards actually uh, been onside um, on that that goal in the ninety seventh minute. Thank our lucky stars that the the side sideline ref knew what they were doing. <laughs> um, I saw some complaints or observations that Christine Sinclair disappeared a little into the game. I don't think, which I don't think is totally fair, because she's being played as a pure striker now, not a withdrawn striker or like a a, a midfielder, like CPC played her. Um, she she tried a little bit to be provider, and she actually did. I think I saw one or two good setups from her, but when you're a pure striker, you're relying on service, and I just did not see much good service coming forward for Portland. Yeah, it was one of those really. Um awful things where I you know you, you're you're watching the game and you can read exactly where Brooks or Kerr or Long are trying to play the ball and or or even uh Farley is is her name Farley or Farley I think uh, I'm Farrelly. pretty sure Sinead Farrelly Farrelly uh, yeah Sinead Farrelly well I like it I like saying it Farley like Chris Farley Farley no I'm you know, I honestly don't know. I yeah. have to listen to her. I, I have no Although... idea. But, uh, but I think our entire midfield, like the, one of the really frustrating things for me was you can kind of see what they want to do and see them try it to, to feed both Sinclair and McDonald passes that are just so obvious that Houston can get there. Um, and Houston was really good at playing interference. Which was the most frustrating thing in the world. I almost yeah. ate my hat on Saturday. <laughs> I was getting so freaking frustrated. I know you were. The other thing I wanted to mention about the Portland game is why Monashim didn't start. I don't know what Paul Riley was thinking. I don't. Except, I guess he had his reasons based on her preseason performance. I don't. I. I mean, honestly, I don't really think Monashim's a starter. Oh, you don't? You think she's like a, a, a super sub? I do. I, I think I think she's, you know, probably not the fittest one on team. Like, if you had to put Kerr and and Mana uh, in in a fitness test, Kerr's going to win. Yeah, I'd bet on Angie Kerr. Um, I think, you know, Mana's still got, she's still a little green. Um, so, you know, I think it's hard for me because because who's our competition on team brooks um fairly jackie, jackie acevedo acevedo i mean on if you want to play her uh, if you want to play her up top yeah um it, it really it really depends i think i think shim's got to kind of got to kind of find her she, she's got to find her mark and and she needs to she needs to claim something as her own, and right now she she doesn't. I mean, she claims our hearts. Um, <laughs> the, the the city of roses loves her, um, and we're we're irate that she's not starting. Why isn't Monashim starting? Well, you know there are a whole host of reasons. Um, she was kind of a super sub last year that kind of stepped in when Morgan uh, went out, and this year we've we've kind of filled that gap with McDonald. What do you think of Sarah Huffman's debut for the Thorns? Um, I. I'm excited for Huffman being on the team. I think she's she's got a lot of experience. She really understands the game. Uh, I felt like when she subbed in, she was able to kind of slow 
the game down a little bit and control the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland seemed a little less hectic while she was out there. So I, I think I think she's a great addition to the team. Um, I'm really I'm really happy that uh, we were able to get her, even though you know we lost two two players who were near and dear to our hearts uh, in the process. Um, you know who impressed me for Houston? Who maybe I should have paid attention to before now? Who? Oh, Halle. Oh my defender. God! Yeah. Yeah. She is a beast. Uh, Osinachi Ohale. Where is she from? Um, Nigeria. 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 Yeah. yeah. So Ohale was a freaking beast in the air. She freaking shut down Christine Sinclair left and right. It was. I was frustrated. Um, yeah. I was constantly looking at my program, just like, who is that? How is she? What? Who? How tall is she? It was ridiculous. Um. Portland plays Sky Blue next time, and I think I'm going to be putting Ohale in my Fantasy League lineup. See, so I have Fantasy League rules. Uh-huh. You want to guess what my Fantasy Team rules are? You can't pick anyone from a team that's playing Portland? Correct. And can you guess what my second Fantasy rule is? Uh... Which, which ultimately leads to my demise every week. You have to captain a Thorns player? No, I have to, I can't play, I can't even pick any Seattle players. Oh. So I'm automatically down to seven teams every week. That's a terrible way to play the standard. Because (laughs) Seattle has Kim Little. I know, it's a a horrible rule. Um, Ooh, so I was actually uh, down in Houston um, for the match. Um, oh, and did you did you talk to any Orange Brigade supporters like I, you said you were gonna? I did. I uh, I I was able to meet up with uh, Melissa and Diane, um, as well as like four or five other members of the Orange Brigade. But I actually was able to do a quick bar interview conversation um, with them, which was kind of our first attempt at doing something like this. Um, and we'll probably insert it right here. That's what he said. Oh. We're at the night before the season opener, the league opener. We get the headline game. A um, year old game for the Houston Dash. Absolutely. First ever. First ever for the Houston Dash. We're going to see 7,000 plus people opening up new seats every minute, probably. Um, and the Riveters and the Dash, uh, the Orange Brigade, are getting together. And uh, just kind of want to know, how did you guys get started? Well, I felt like there was a need for a supporters group for the Dash, of course. So I started a group on Facebook, and it was just called Dash Supporters Group. And then I invited all of my soccer friends <laughs> into it, hoping that it would pick up a little bit of steam. Um, so then we just started with people choosing names. We put out a bunch of names, and then we did, like, a big vote. Put a lot of stuff up on Twitter, and Chris Kennedy and Coach Waldrum were really good about retweeting everything, and it just picked up. I mean, overnight we had 60, 100. We have 300 followers on Twitter, so it's just picked up a lot. We had a dash day at the stadium. Uh, 1,500 people showed up. And, uh, and so we set up a table, an Orange Brigade table, to, to sign people up. And uh, I, think, I think we signed up 50 
five people that day. Yeah. So so that was nice. That that is awesome. What sort of relationship do you guys have with the front office? Like how did that relationship or who kind of cultivates that relationship? I think initially um, Nancy, one of the girls that is on Orange Brigade, she kind of opened up the door for it. Um, but Frank actually does operations. Frank Arnold is the operations director for this for the Dynamo in the stadium. So we both got his contact information on the same day, actually. <laughs> and so Diane called him and then struck up a conversation with him, um, had a good conversation with him. And then uh, I talked to him as well after the day after that, which was yesterday or today. It's all running together. Well, it's, it's really fast for you guys. Like, you guys have had not much time to pu- pull this all together. You're hosting the league opener. Um you know, it's 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 one of it's one of those really unique situations where you just kind of get to show up and whatever happens happens. You know, um, what what are your expectations for tomorrow? Uh, be it you know on the pitch, what what do you expect out of out of your team? Um, be it your you know formation or what you've seen so far, because you guys have been able to see a lot of a lot of your team. I unfortunately have not been able to see a whole lot of my team. Um, and my team's relatively new. So so what do you guys expect on the pitch, in the stands, just in general in the crowd for tomorrow? Um, the team, it's taken a little while to get the team together. We had a lot of trialists come in. The team itself wasn't really named until this last week. Uh, we went to some preseason games, and, uh, and Coach Waldron... Uh, you know, really moved people around and wanted to see how they worked together. And they really started to gel. I noticed that when, when they played the Houston Aces this last week, they really looked like now they're a team, they're passing well, uh, you know, just just looking like it, they're going to put a good product on the field, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really intimidated by your team, um, mainly because one of my favorite players in the league uh, – is on your team, Becky Edwards, and she is paired up with uh, Brittany Bach in the middle. They're both awesome. and a lot of, they're veterans, so so they they direct they direct the midfield. It's really great. We have a veteran goalkeeper in Erin McLeod. Uh, she was just named captain of the team, so so that was really great. Now we are missing two of our veteran defenders. They were just with the national team this week. And, and, and you're going to be missing them for a little while. Yes, so. yes. I don't think they'll be back for maybe a month or so. They might they might win Champions League, and then you wouldn't see them until June. Yeah, that that's a possibility. Uh, one of our uh, Japanese national team players uh, is injured. She's in Japan rehabbing her knee. So she's out, you know. So so we have some challenges. We have some young players and positions that, you know, maybe later on the season they might not be playing there. But but right now, coach has given them that task to step in and, and do the job. So well, and it, and it's really a great opportunity for them because they, they they can step up, they can prove themselves, and maybe they don't prove themselves. Uh, worthy of you know keeping that spot, but other teams are watching them. Um, other teams are going to be evolving all season. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, um, I think this team, the Dash, is using the same philosophy that the Dynamo has had, which was we like to have depth. 
you know, we have we have a group of players that not one of them is an immense superstar, but they're all really good players and they play well together. Yep, yep absolutely. So what are your expectations for in the stands tomorrow? As this your first supporters group, Orange Brigade experience. Um, I know you guys are brand new. You know, it's very organic. You started on Facebook. You're you're kind of you're you're still in the growing phases. Um, you know, kind of. How many people do you do you associate with your group? How, I know there's paid membership, but how many like kind of are unpaid? Um, where are you guys sitting? All that, all that type of stuff. The supporter section for the Dash is actually the same as the Dynamo. It's just minimal. It's a little bit smaller, um, but I feel like we'll probably fill it up. There are um, a lot of Orange Brigade members will be there, of course, and then a lot of the supporters group from the Dynamo apparently are showing up, and they were all asking me how to get into the section. So um, I think we're going to have a pretty good turnout. Hopefully our chants will be there. <laughs> if anything, we'll steal some of the chants that we already know, and we'll just keep writing more chants for the future and uh, hopefully come up with some really ca catchy stuff. <laughs> Um, so, nervous. <laughs> so, so to, to join the Orange Brigade, what what does that mean? I just feel like if you're willing to show up to games and you want to support the Dash, I think it takes heart to join. Um, materialistically, twenty bucks for a shirt. But, but what does that pay for? It pays for your shirt and. A friendship you can never replace. <laughs> Invaluable <laughs> friendship. Um, we're, we're also, whatever extra money we have, which isn't really very much, we're using to produce uh, some TIFO for the game. So we we right now have a traveler travel banner. We have a, a supporter section banner. We bought some flags, and, and they'll be on polls tomorrow. And, Thanks to and, Diane. <laughs> and I'm hoping as we go along that we'll create some, um, some original banners, maybe specific to the team we're playing because we kind of like to do that and also some uh, of the player banners that we'd like to make yeah absolutely I, I think you know all that stuff you just you need people to go out on a limb and say yes I'm a women's soccer fan I want to join a sports group you know they might not want to join a dynamo sports group because they don't identify with that as much but you there's a whole new market you know, for people who are want to say, yeah, I, I want women's soccer to stick around, and I want it to, to grow and flourish, and that's kind of what, what all of us sports groups are about, and you guys are doing a great job of starting that from the scratch. I heard an interesting statistic a few weeks ago that uh, the Dash had sold 2,500 season tickets within a few weeks, and only half of them were also Dynamo season ticket holders. So these were new women's soccer fans coming and buying season tickets, which is awesome. That fantastic. That's fantastic. We, we know the atmosphere is going to be great tomorrow. We already sold out the, the lower bowl. We're guessing that there's probably going to be nine to 10,000 people there, and we hope everyone's loud and proud and excited, and we hope we win. <laughs> I just want to have a good time. If we have a good time and our team has a good time, then yeah. it'll be a successful night. What's your prediction for the scoreline tomorrow? 
Oh, I, I'm going to be really diplomatic and say a 2-2 tie. <laughs> I'm going to say um, a 1-2 one, one final. Da in, in, in favor of the dash? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say four three thorns. <laughs> I I think we're gonna see a lot of goals. I feel like Ella's been doing really well this preseason. Um, okay, Leah. She's Kalia, right out of college. Kalia, she's wonderful. She's she's doing really well. I I feel like we're gonna get treated to a lot of good goals tomorrow. Um, but I'm gonna say my thorns are gonna come out on top. <laughs> Friend, friendly rivalry. Friendly rivalry. Well, thank you, guys. Um, I just want to get your names one more time on on here. Okay, I'm Diane. Melissa. And they're with the Orange Brigade. Thank you. So they were great hosts. Uh, hooked us up with a great bar to go to pregame. It's called Little Woodrose. Um, it's right there by the stadium. If you ever find yourself in Houston going to a Dash game, I highly recommend getting a frozen Woody. Uh, from them. It's like an orange Julius with a little bit of rum on top. It's amazing. Um, we tailgated on Saturday before the match. Uh, you know, go into the stadium an hour early. And the Houston Dash, like, it's a it's a professional, you know, setup. They had our section, you know, was, was ready for us. Um, they put friends and family of the players in our section as well, so we were able to, you know, kind of share art chants and share our songs um, for the Riveters. We were able to hang up our banner because it was within size regulations. Uh, and overall, it was just great. Um, the Orange Brigade had a great showing. We heard drums and and they were waving flags the entire time. So I hope nothing but, but good things for those guys. And if you're in or around the Houston area, um, look them up, Orange Brigade. Uh, good people just trying to, to, to grow support for, for the Houston Dash. Real salt-of-the-earth folk, eh? Eh, they are. Um, I mean, they, they, they belong to, to, you know, the, the Dynamo supporters groups and stuff like that, and they're, they're just kind of trying to, to create a similar environment for, for the women's side. That's awesome. It is. You know what? I'm going to go get another beer. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay. So, we've talked about Saturday. Sunday was Western New York and Washington Spirit. Oh, man, that was painful. And I heard, um, I think Sarah Gerke described, I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. Sarah, if you're listening and it's wrong, I'm really sorry. I'll get you a beer at the next tailgate. I will send you her address and you can go beat her up. She described it as the Spirit last season would play, like, the last 30 minutes. Whereas this season, the Spirit are playing the first half. Does that make sense? Woo! They gain 15 minutes. Well, they, they gain minutes, and also they're they're coming stronger out of the gate. And Parsons really ripped into the team. Oh my god, did you read his interview? Yeah, I read his interview. <laughs> he was so, like, Parsons really took it to the team. And maybe that's what they needed. If they're gonna, you know, go down a goal equalize and then go down another goal and and be like oh well this is just what happens to us <clears throat> i don't i'm not saying that that's their mentality but that's how you kind of perceive it if parsons is having having to say such rough stuff you know well 
And I, I'm really intrigued by like coaching tactics and uh, you know how does a coach change the psychology of a team? Like how does a coach uh, affect the psychology of a team? Because okay, if you're Washington and you lose three to one in your first game of the season, how do you not think, oh my god, here we go again? Like, how does the OK Go song not just play on your iPod automatically? You know who would be great at answering that question? Ange. <laughs> well, shoot. Ange. I've only coached at the youth level, like U8s and U10s, so I have no fucking clue. I also there's only no coach winning teams. There's no psychology to that? There, there's, like, some individual psychology going on, because they're, they're old enough for you to kind of be able to manipulate them a little bit. What? <laughs> People let you near their children? Yeah, willingly. They left, too, and just left me in charge. <laughs> That's incredible. horrible. That is horrible. Don't you yeah. have to, like, go get screened or something? I got a basic coaching license to do it. So that means you're... I mean, I have a driver's license. Yeah. So you took a test, you got a license, is and that I took a thing? test. Well, the test was less rigorous than driver's so, license. So can I t coach the little kids? No. Because you have not? a driver's license, not a coach's license. I have a license! To drive, not to coach soccer. Whatever. I'm gonna you get. Don't a, get I'm gonna you get, don't get a coaches. Coaches. You don't I'm get one get a, license I'm in gonna, American society that lets you do everything you want to do. You can't I'm, go get a gun now. I'm gonna go get a coacher's license. A coacher's license. Yeah. yeah. Someone who, a coacher. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go do it when we podcast next time. I'm gonna have a coaching license. Also, my teams were like six on six on a small field. So was it indoor? No, it was outdoor on some of the knobbliest, shittiest, like, public fields I've ever had to play on. Huge divots, like, bare patches, mud, irregular lines. But it was fun. It was really fun. <clears throat> anyway. So, how did you mold the youths of America? The minds of American youth? Uh, y you know Coach from Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Coach yeah, Taylor? Yeah, I kind of... Coach Taylor, I kind of used him as my role model. Who was your Tammy? Oh, I wish I'd had a Tammy. I had no Tammy. Oh my god, Tammy was the best part of that show. Yes, yes she was. Tammy Taylor, Mrs. Coach. Let's let's be real. Tammy Taylor was a star, and Coach should have been called like Mr. Tammy instead he of her have been being called, called Mrs. Mr. Coach. Mr. Principal. Mr. Principal. Man. She wasn't Mrs. Coach. He was Mr. Principal. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Fuck yeah. All right. So. Mark Parsons rips into the team. Abby Wambach's out with a fucking eye injury because of a stupid-ass header. And I think we've all complained at length about this. I'm just going to say Abby should not have been making the call to stay on that field. Okay. And if athletic trainers don't have the pull to be able to say to a player, no, you're off the field, we know that it's too much of a risk, then something is wrong. Okay, so here's my comparison. In the Houston... Portland game, Brittany Bach goes down in like the third minute from a weird ass she attempted a clearance, right? Uh -huh. um, she goes down she like is on her hands and knees, doing the whole like, I think I'm okay, so I'm gonna stand up. She took a couple steps, must have said something. Becky Edwards turns around and is like get down on the ground. Like while the ball was out of play she was just like, you get down. Abby Wambach needs somebody on the on the national team who is that to her. Who is just like, no, dude, you're not. No, you're not going to continue to play. Like, obviously, well, you know, 
trainers only hold a certain amount of weight for her. She needs a freaking Hope Solo to run up there and be like, uh, Abby, no. Head injury? You're sitting this one out. No, that's what I'm saying. There's any number of people in the field on that game who could have told her that. And, and not just Hope Solo. Like, um... That night, we had, we had, a uh, Holiday was in there. Pino was in there. Wasn't Heo? Heo was Heyo in there. Heo was Car in there. Carly? Yeah. I mean, all those players were in there. I'm just looking for a player with, like, as strong of a personality as Abby to walk Heather, up to right? her and be like, no, dude, like, head injury. Like, any you one of those players we named, Heo, Carly, Pino, any one of them, I assume, would be friends enough with her and have, like, her respect enough to be able to say, stay down. Right, but why isn't anybody doing that? I don't know. Like, I don't know, maybe like, they like, didn't... That's, that's, that's my concern. Like, okay, we can point fingers at trainers and be like, oh, she didn't have a concussion, obviously, because of X, Y, and Z. Or well, she should have been tested for a concussion, X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the that... day, she like she's on a team. Her teammates that's... need to be able to be like, Abby. <laughs> well, that could be the problem, though, because... All of us have that friend who, when we first we were first friends with them, they did some stupid shit, and we would try to be like, why do you do that? And then as like time went on, we realized there's just no talking them out of it, and you kind of just got used to your friend doing that stupid shit. So maybe that's the flip side of having friends who she like loves, trusts, and respects out there, because they love, trust, and respect her in return, and they're just used to how she does things, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I see that, but... I, uh, I just want somebody like Abby Womack is never going to sit down by herself. No, um, anybody on the field, uh, a referee, a teammate, someone on the other team, a ball girl to be like, hey, maybe you need to sit down if only to provide an example for the thousands of girls who will go up to challenge for headers or get bonked in the face or the head and be like, well, Abby Wombach pays through the pain, so I should too. Right, like imagine how many dads, uh, not saying dads are the bad guy, like imagine how many parents are like, Abby Wambach didn't cry, or Carly Lloyd didn't cry when she got a freaking bloody nose and like a black eye. You know, suck it up, cupcake. Yeah. Uh, it just makes yeah. me so mad. Yeah, me too. Alright. We can wrap up Western New York in the spirit then. Yeah, I was, I was a little disappointed, but I think if the spirit can kind of take Parsons' words to heart, they, it's they could easily turn it around. Um, Christine Nairn was a real bright spot for them in the game. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I think the spirit are putting all the pieces together. Like I don't know what it is about the spirit. The spirit are like the blue collar team for me. They, they work so hard, and sometimes it doesn't pan out, and they just keep on keeping on. Yeah, it's just like uh, you know, you guys you guys are trying so hard, and I'm rooting for you, <laughs> and and. I know, I know you're gonna go do good things. Yeah, but. yeah. I think Nairn could be good. She was fifty percent of their shots in that game. So didn't they have three shots? They had ten shots. How many shots on goal? I thought they only had three shots on goal. Uh, Nairn had two of the shots on goal, and Jody Taylor had the other shot on goal. Jody Taylor's another one who could be good. Jody Taylor, where's she from? I uh, she played in the W League, but I think she's English. No, I'm so the, I'm looking I'm looking forward to to watching this the spirit. Yeah, I think Jody Taylor is another one for people to keep their eye on, who who they may not have necessarily heard of before. And last of all, Boston versus Seattle. Dun dun dun. Okay, the scoreline I think flatters Seattle a little bit. 
I, oh, for I'm sure. Not... You, you get a PK. Yeah, they got a PK, and when you rewatch it, I think that, of course I'm going to say this, but legitimately I think that call was wrong. Her hand okay. was down. I, I think her hand was down by her side. It didn't come away from her body, I think. They just and kicked the, it into it? Well, she, it was an unfortunate case of, like, ball took a bad balance, ball to hand. Oh man. If I if I see a replay and I and I'm told wrong, then whatever, I'm wrong. But that's how I remember it. So yeah, that PK just swung momentum and you know, if Joanna Loman's goal had been allowed. Now, to be totally fair on replay, pausing on that moment, I don't think the whole ball went all the way over the line. But if that goal had been allowed and that PK hadn't been allowed, if, 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 you know, that's that's why soccer's so great and so frustrating, I guess. Well, because we don't have instant replay. The game's relatively pure um, mm-hmm. because we, we, get, we get to rely on the referees. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things at that least, a fan goes through. At least Sid LaRue didn't score on us. That would have hurt a little bit. You know, so I had, for Boston, my player of the match is definitely Alyssa Nair. She made some big saves, but for Seattle, gotta be Kim Little, right? I mean, yeah, you make a PK and then you're just in the right place at the right time for your second goal, sure. Yeah. Um, but just watching her on the field and moving, I, I've, I've been saying for a while, American fans are in for a treat. And Kim Little, she was, like, tired from flying in the day before from, I think, Belgium. Well, so were oh. all the internationals. Anger also flew in the day before. Yeah. Uh, the entire Boston team was tired from flying Boston to Seattle the day before. Lisa Devana was extra tired because she had a leg from Australia to Boston tacked on. Yeah, why did she go to Boston? It would have made so much more sense for LDV to go straight to Seattle and chill for a couple days to wait for... You know, like, just have her roommate, Caitlin Kyle, pack her a bag and bring it. <laughs> uh, like, I am counting on... Seriously. Yeah, I am counting on that Caitlin Kyle, Lisa Devana roommate thing to yield numerous laughs this season. So many laughs. Well, we just gotta get Kyle a uh, flip cam thingy or something. You mean her, an iPhone? Well, like does, an, she, any... does, she, does she know how to use an iPhone video thing? I think everybody knows how to use a smartphone to take video these days. I don't days, think too. everybody does. Yes, they do. Look, just because you're born in 1943 doesn't oh mean Oh my can't... god, I set you up for that. You can't... You walked right into it. Can't oh. be, you know, keeping up with technology. Dude, smartphones have been ubiquitous for at least seven years I'm now eating, or I'm, more. I'm eating gummy bears right now. Gummy bears and drinking beer. I don't see how that's relevant. So, <laughs> yes, I think Kayla and Kyle knows how to use your smartphone, whether it's, you know, an Android, iPhone, whatever, to take video. All right. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just had to explain that to you. Actually, I can believe it. I believe it very easily. Never mind. So, you know what? I think I think the Breakers could have put up a little more fight, and they had some good movement, a couple of good um, attacks, and they had some good bouts of, like, short passing. What was the thing that happened with Pino's goal? That was a miscommunication. That was... It was so weird. She somehow split two defenders and then just, like, ran through... Like, parted the Red Sea 
with her narrow little body and then just got a goal. Nair made so many great saves. I don't know why in that game, I think at least twice that I saw, she should have gone to the feet of a player, but she didn't. With, I think it's Kim Little's second goal, she jumped because she thought Kim Little would try to chip her. Yeah. And so she, she jumped and Kim Little just scored. I can see how, you know what, I can see how maybe that's a 50-50 decision for a keeper, like going left or right. Like, is she going to go over or under? Yeah. But. <clears throat> do you guys have a home game this weekend? Yes, we do. Boston Breakers home opener against Houston. What you doing for it? We, uh, we, I mean the Boston Armada, are hosting our first ever tailgate. I'm yes. super excited. The weather's probably going to be shitty. <laughs> That's all right. You know, welcome to Boston in springtime. Uh, yeah. I I hope it's a big success. I know that I think some of the Midnight Riders, some of the supporters from the New England Revs, are going to be coming over and sitting with Armada fans, which I yeah. think is great. So, um... So I think it was an encouraging opening weekend of women's soccer. I think it's going to be an exciting season. A lot of new talent. Same shitty old refs. Teams have been revitalized. I just hope no one gets injured, except, like, no one else gets injured. Poor Brittany Bach. God, dude, that fucking sucks. In the first, like, five minutes yeah. of her first endo-cell game of the season? Yeah. Like, how much of last ACL season... injuries, man. Like, how much of last season did she lose because of that wrist injury and then, like, hamstring or something? Some people, I guess, are injury prone or unlucky and it's like I just hope to make up for all this shitty luck she ends up winning the lottery and gets like 50 million dollars yeah I'm just like I'm terrified to play her because I know she's like a physical player and then she does she it wasn't even like a contact injury I don't you, know you know what I mean yeah no, it's like when Kaya Simon, she got subbed in for a game for Australia. She literally ran on, like, planted wrong, tore her ACL, and had to go off. That was against the U.S., right? Uh, yeah. I think so. Let's talk about our fantasy teams. Wow. Dash of nutmeg, 143.5 points. Um... How many points did you score? I scored 55. This is where <clears throat> I'm going to just follow your lead, because guess how many points I scored? 16. Uh, Take your score and divide by 10. 5.5? Yep. Wow. I don't even remember what my lineup was. I know I picked Kim Little, because I don't have the same taboo. Clearly I should have. <laughs> about picking players that play my team. How can you not pick Kim Little, though? Dude, she's on Seattle. But, like, unless she's injured, I'm going to keep picking her every week. No, she's fucking on Seattle. I, If you look at my team right now, like my team for this coming week, you don't see a single sky blue player pick Kim or Little. a single pick Seattle that beautiful player. beautiful little Scottish queen. No. Pick little Kim, make her no. your captain, get no. double points with no. Kim Little. no. Kim Little will get rain points on you. No. Okay. I understand. I refuse to... 
I refuse. I, I understand. I understand. I uh, I had Nair on the bench. Guess who I had as my goalkeeper? Onger? No. Ashlyn Harris? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. God, I was just expecting her to make a lot of saves. Like, that's yeah. that's that's what's really hard about fancy it, with goalkeepers is you can't pick a good goalkeeper who has a good defense because they might never see the ball. Yeah. You've got to pick a good goalkeeper with a shit defense. And, unfortunately, I picked Harris, not realizing mm-hmm. that she was playing high. Um... And I hope I hope Canadians do really well this year in the league and there, fantasy league. A lot of them are captains. Yeah. Got well, a lot I of think, Canadian captains out there. I think there's only two Canadian captains right now, though. Right? Uh, Sophie Schmidt was a captain. Oh, for Sky Blue? Yeah. That's so exciting. She wore the armband. She deserves, she deserves it. I mean, apparently you can have three co-captains on a team, though. What? What? So I think... Yeah, I think you can have three co-captains on a team. That's... The three co-captains on Boston are Leanne Sanderson, Cat Whitehill, and Hale. That's weird. Well, last so, season you so you have had three t- people out there wearing armbands. No, I, I don't know if it works like that. But last season, remember that you would have two players in the field at a time wearing captain's armband. No. Yes, that's a thing that happened last season. No. Uh... Next weekend. Even more soccer. Woo! Next My... weekend, um, if you include one game, five games. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, my, my team's going to New Jersey. Um, for anybody who is also going to New Jersey, uh, Section 1 is going to be where the party is at. Shit ton of Riveters going to be in Section 1. Just putting it out there. Yeah, if you're coming to the Boston game to cheer for Boston, you should come to the uh, Armada tailgate, which starts at 3.30 at Harvard Stadium, and then come join us in the in the stadium. You can, you can also get a photo with the race at the tailgate. No, actually, you can't. I've threatened to throw someone's camera in a pool for taking uh, pictures of me. I'm fairly certain I have a photo of you that we use on the podcast. But it's from behind, dude. Oh, you can get a photo of her behind. No, at the, pot, not, at the not tailgate. Not of my behind. Look, I acknowledge I do have like a, a pretty good butt. <laughs> like, I, yes, yes, I have a I have a delicious I have a delicious butt. <laughs> this this ass is bumping. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But but I would appreciate it if no one took pictures of it. I can I would impulse to I, do that. But don't. If you take a picture and post it on Twitter and hashtag it Thrace's ass, I will buy you a beer. If you do that, I will find you. I will come into your home at night. I'll sit down on your bed. I'll lovingly touch your face. And then I'll go take a shit in your mouth. Okay. (laughs) Again, if you take a photo and you hashtag it Thrace's ass... I will, I will break buy into you your a beer. Home I will buy you a beer. And shit in your mouth. I will buy you a beer. I will shit in your mouth after I've had a hefty dose of cheese and I'm lactose intolerant. I will buy you a beer. Think about it. Just weigh it. Lactose intolerant poop versus a beer. Uh, from Boston, I go by Thrace Online. My Don't na- take pictures of my ass. My name is Gabby, and please do. 
just to annoy her. I'm Gabby. I like sexually harassing people. Is that sexual harassment? Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, I guess I do. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, thanks for listening. We will probably be more drunk next time, so it's not on a Tuesday. And, uh, uh, yeah, go Boston. Way to be, way to be strong, Boston. Uh, yeah, today on the one-year anniversary of the bombings, just a shout-out to my city. I've been here for 11 years, and, yeah, I love the city more every day, so... Even though you treat me like shit, I still love you, Boston. Take photos of her ass. Oh my god. Was uh, that creepy or what? No, it was super creepy. End it. Yeah. End it. Just end it. Turn it off. All right, we're done. Okay. <laughs>